I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Podcast Network Asia. What's going on? This is Xavier Woods, a.k.a. Austin Creed. I said give me a hell yeah! Hey, this is Veda Zane. Hello, WWE Universe in the Philippines. This is Charlotte. Talent is not sexually transmitted. You need to go back to the drawing board because your game absolutely sucks! Hey everyone, this is Jeff Cobb. I'm Lewis Howley. I'm Sam Spoker. We are pretty deadly. Yes, boy. Yes, boy. Hello, my name is Zina Dragunov, the star, the NXT UK champion, and you're listening to the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. You are watching and listening to the longest-running weekly episodic Filipino wrestling podcast. This is the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. Stan C, Romaran, Chino Liao, Emil ASH, Rowan ASH, all together, all complete on our ninth anniversary week as a podcast because on April 7, 2014, that's when Ro and I sat in that fateful production booth at Mellow 94.7, RIP, and uh, recorded the very first official episode of the pod. And uh, nine years later, here we are reviewing our 10th WrestleMania on the pod. And uh, we're going to tell you in a bit how we plan to celebrate our ninth anniversary here on the show. But I just want to say thank you first to everybody for attending our WrestleMania party, palakpakan para sa inyo. Uh, you know, you guys made our WrestleMania weekend. You the ones. Um, you know, obviously I wasn't there, but uh, from the stories, you know, Emil, Rowan, Rowan, Chino, it sounds like you guys had a blast. Some more than others, but it, it, it was nice to get everybody back in the viewing party atmosphere, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, I at first I didn't miss it because, siempre, you know. Uh, the chants are weird, you know, but still, uh, eventually, uh, I did because like, this is the energy you want, especially at our shows, uh, local wrestling shows. So, I missed the fact that this crowd will pop for almost anything that's borderline cool, at least. Right? So, uh, that's the kind of thing you want to hear on a show, whether it's wrestling or whether it's local or WWE. So, it's um, not awkward for sure. I mean, when, with the energy, there were no awkward silences. And uh, it tells me that all of y'all um, miss watching wrestling with fellow fans. So, uh, I was afraid, actually, that there weren't going to be as many people because we have Disney Plus and it's cheap and it's way cheaper than the network and you get WWE along with the Disney stuff, right? And you might prefer not waking up and getting all the way to BGC and just watching at home, right? But But no, you guys made the trip, made the effort, paid up especially, and uh, um, had fun with, your, with us and your fellow wrestling fans. So that's cool. And that tells us that that's never, it's, it's not going to be the last time we're going to do this sort of thing. 
Yeah, yeah, my brother and I were, sabihin ko lang quickly, my brother and I were supposed to fly out for WrestleMania. Uh, unfortunately, naudlat yung plano namin. Uh, but reverse side of things, we still got to experience WrestleMania in a in an environment full of fans na yun nga that pop and mark out on anything and everything. And iba talaga yung atmosphere niya eh. So the next time one of these viewing parties comes up, I suggest if you really are a wrestling fan, if you really are... Ginate-keep? No, hindi naman. Hindi naman. If you are... I even think that's gatekeep anyway. I'm not... If you really are a wrestling fan, di ba gagawin mo ng parahan yan? Kasi iba yung atmosphere niya. Di ba? Iba yung feeling na may kasama kang nag-cheer. Hindi ka mukhang tanga na nag-cheer ka lang mag-isa sa bahay. Di ba? Yeah, it, dude, it, it would stop you from destroying anything because you can't destroy anything in the public space. Ikaw, <laughs> yeah. Emil, as uh, the newest member of the pod, what was it like attending your first viewing party as a member of the pod? As so viewing, bro, so bro, first so yeah. viewing party ever, not just as a member of the pod. Ever. Yeah, so this was the first time I actually watched wrestling with, with the crowd. I was also watching wrestling alongside me and Sabang saya, sabang saya na experience. I got to meet a lot of people, you know. Um, got to see some of our uh, listeners as well. Um, so yeah, sabang saya. And I think namaos ako for for the two days that I was there. Um, after Monday, I almost can't speak. And I know um, we recorded our picks of the week episode. I was still um, post pa at that time. So, <laughs> but now I'm, I'm back to one hundred percent and. Um, pero yung experience na yan, hindi ko makakalimutan. Um, again, thank you to everyone who went there. Thank you to our partners, our sponsors. That was a great WrestleMania viewing party. And a great for my personal. Ikaw, Rowan, may nag-challenge ba sa sa'yo for the WWE Championship? Kasi dala-dala mo yung title eh. Oh, you did not see my picture? <laughs> did not see my photos? <laughs> yeah, I have to address... Uh, Get Cotton's comment here in the YouTube chat. Um, I, I can't say anything bad about our partners from Disney Plus, but I will tell you that the big screen sub bar it made it look a lot better. Like, uh, yeah. if there's any reason for you to come to our party, it's because uh, the big screen, your main TV. Uh, it made it look way better than you might normally do it, uh, than you might normally see on your phone or, or on your own TV. So, uh, train it, it wasn't, you know, um, it wasn't that, you know, that, that, you know, that what you were saying when we were seeing it uh, in front of us in the bar's huge ass screen. Uh, let's shout out Aaron, uh, the brother of our very own Emil ASH, who's yeah, watching the stream for out. the first time. He's outside. He's outside this room. So. <laughs> but it's oh, so so no. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah, he's stopping. He just, he just heard your comment. So, okay. Uh, before oh, we, I can hear him. Before we get to this next event that we're promoting, since uh, promoters na rin tayo dito sa Wrestling Wrestling Podcast, uh, we gotta let you know first that we've got a growing Patreon community. In fact, yung Patreon community natin, uh, makakatikim sila ng WrestleMania Pasabay, which is actually being shipped already as we speak. So, Emil, let the good people know how they can be part of our Patreon, uh, Patreon community. Alright, so you could be a part of our Patreon community by subscribing to our Patreon at patreon.com slash wrestling wrestling podcast. 
for as low as five dollars uh, or sa local currency natin so 260 or 270 pesos depending on exchange rate so uh start mentioned the pasabais which just happened last week and you know um as of this moment it's being shipped out now so for the next one if you want to get your authentic WWE, AW, or any other wrestling merch, you could get it through us the next time we, we do it. Uh, also uh, included in the Patreon program is the review content of the weekly wrestling shows like Raw, SmackDown, NXT, Dynamite, and also our Discord community where we could, you can interact with your fellow podcast and interact with us as well, where we talk about wrestling and everything. And uh, by uh, subscribing to our Patreon, you're supporting everything that we do here on the podcast. So again, please subscribe to our Patreon at patreon.com slash wrestling wrestling podcast for as low as $5. All right. Uh, sabi ko nga, we are now promoters as well. And we've got a new event that we'd like you to be part of. Because as I mentioned at the top of the show, we are celebrating our ninth anniversary. And we're going to do it big over at the PNA Studios, April 23, 2023. That is the Sunday after 4.20. Uh, 6 p.m. at the PNA Studios located at Decagon Silver City. Sa may Tiendesitas. We're inviting everyone to be part of our live podcast recording. So if you didn't get enough of my co-hosts at the viewing party, you can meet us, say hi. Uh, maybe you can grab some snacks or coffee kung may mahanap tayong sponsor. And we'll, we'll record a special ninth anniversary episode at the PNA Studios. Tickets are available at 200 pesos. Uh, just go check out pnalive.com for your tickets. Uh, for the patrons, meron kaming limited number of free tickets. So go check out our Discord community where you can access those free tickets. Uh, last I checked, we ilan na up for grabs. So for everybody else who's not a patron, uh, this is your call to go buy your tickets now at pnalive.com. That's 200 pesos. We'll see you at our ninth anniversary celebration April 23. That's a Sunday at 6 p.m. at the Podcast Network Asia Studios. All right. Um, it's... Uh, our WrestleMania reactions, review slash feeling show. So uh, we've got a lot to discuss, but we're going to skip ahead before we break down WrestleMania. Let's talk about some news from outside slash inside the ring because merong bali-balita na lumabas na Vince McMahon, uh, the WWE chairman, is reportedly back in some form of role in creative and uh, report in Sean Rossap at ng ibang mga sources sa internet that uh, this week's Raw had several rewrites. Na si Vince nakaupo na sa gorilla position where he has always traditionally been. Meron din ibang nagsasabi na yung moral medyo bumaba, uh, particularly sa locker room. And uh, it was also reported that there was a staff meeting in light of the Endeavor sale, which we'll talk about in a bit. Uh, na you know Triple H was actually uh, reassuring the uh, the roster that nothing would change in terms of creative because Shaparen yung chief content officer. So Chino, I'm going to start with you. What what went through your mind when this bit of news made its rounds on the internet? It actually goes hand in hand with the much bigger news that WWE was purchased by Endeavor Entertainment, which we'll get to in a bit. Now, because according to other sources online, see, Endeavor is actually doing its due diligence and trying to see who the best person is to, to run the WWE content that they just purchased. So apparently, according to some sources, si Vince yung sa Raw and they weren't impressed. And this Friday, SmackDown, they'll have Triple H take the helm 
and try and run things and see between the two, Triple H and Vince, who sino yung mas papatok sa kanilang purchase. Which is makes sense. Kasi di ba, bumuli ka ng billion dollar company. So kailangan malaman mo talaga lahat ng nangyayari sa loob. Now, as far as Vince being back in charge made me feel that I, I had mixed emotions. Number one, ayoko na nandun siya because of all the reasons we've talked about here. But number two, the Triple H promo, that could have been an email. You know what I mean? Like, it's such an unnecessary <laughs> promo to kick things off. By assuring people, taking valuable TV time away and assuring people na parang walang magbabago. When in fact, we already know na may nagbago, di ba? So, na-negate lang yung oras niya doon, nasayang lang yung time niya doon. And like COVID has taught us, that, that easily could have been a tweet or an email. I, I wouldn't go so far as to like predict that right away. You got row. Oh, um, Emil, Emil, I have a lot to say. Okay, um, so when all of this is when all of this happened, like after the show, after the raw, I was also like on the uh, on the crowd where you know we're saying that oh this is no this is the end this is a uh, but I'm so negative no, and then 24 hours later, a part of me was thinking that. Maybe we just all overreacted after that uh, Vince-led uh, Raw. I am thinking that uh, maybe this is just a one-time thing. Maybe just scratched an itch because he hasn't been this active uh, in a long time. I don't, I don't know. I'm just trying to be positive here. And you know, ano, and if Triple H is indeed in charge, talaga, I think at some point he needs to have like... Uh, some control over Vince. Like he, he should veto any if, if Vince was trying to rewrite or something or trying to change something, if, if Triple H is really that person um on the creative side of things, he should have the the guts to veto anything that Vince does. So that's my feelings about it. So um I it's like way too early to really judge anything at the, at this moment. We all only had just one show after Everything has went down. So, yun. Yeah, okay. Uh, all right. Um, here's the thing. Uh, I'm glad Emil mentioned that maybe it's a one-time thing. With I want to talk about the context of Raw After Mania. People are saying it's bad. People are saying um, it's boring. Uh, people are going so far as to say that it's the worst episode ever in history. Uh, that's that's way too much of an exaggeration. I... Unlike many of you, I actually watch Raw uh, every week because I have to write about it, right? And I have been watching this. Uh, my current run of watching Raw has extended to way before Triple H took over. And I know what um, a Vince-written Raw looks like and feels like. And for the most part, um, that or this week's Raw was not that bad. Was it? Not special, yes, because uh, many of you are, are hyping the Raw after Mania too much in your head. If you treat it like a normal Raw, it wasn't terrible. Um, so that to me, it, it still kind of felt like a Triple H Raw. It's just that, uh, yes, there were things that Vince oversaw and rewrote, like the Seth Rollins thing um, and not really getting to say what he got to say. Or uh, Bailey being written out completely, right? So yung mga ganun, uh, Yes, I can see that where Vince is uh, influencing, but um, for the most part, I still don't think this is it just yet. Uh, yes, there were rewrites. Yes, um, 
it did seem bad, but uh, you have to remember that for the most part, the roster wrestled three straight days, and you're expecting expecting them to wrestle a fourth day. As somebody mentioned on Twitter, this is a load management role. So that kind of explains why, uh, Anton, there were 29 minutes of wrestling in not a three-hour show, but a two-hour and 20-something minute show because that's really the actual length of Raw. But, Shepard, you got to give these guys a break because they have been killing themselves since SmackDown on Friday. So, but we get into that. Um, the real test is what when Chino said, uh, they they got rest. Um, we got SmackDown uh, on Friday, on Saturday, our time. And if that is, you know, uh, if that goes back to the terrible, qual- the terrible quality of um, SmackDown way before Triple H came in, that's when I'll believe it. So, major wait and see mode muna ako dito. Uh, but for the most important part about this is actually what the roster feels. Um, uh, Rowan is right that they do have to walk out. Um, it doesn't matter. It, it, it shouldn't, you know, the quality of the show shouldn't be the biggest deal, although it's kind of related to that. It should be what the roster feels working under him. So if they do not like working under him, working for Vince McMahon, then that should be the ultimate barometer of whether or not he should stay or he should go. So yung palang eh, um, he's already getting bad PR from all the stories of anonymous wrestlers not liking the idea of going back to the Vince regime. So, uh, he got to do the right thing, but I don't expect him to do the right thing because he is Vince and uh, he's really all about himself. All right. Um, we kind of alluded to the bigger news here, so let's get right to it. Uh, there's the super company that Endeavor is putting together, which involves the WWE and the UFC. So um, when you Strategic Alternatives was originally brought up, sometime late last year or early this year, Endeavor was one of the first few names that actually came up as to who might buy the WWE. And uh, meron ng mga bulong nung WrestleMania Sunday palang na, halay na, uh, Endeavor's already in the picture. And then the PR came out just a few hours after WrestleMania 39 completely ended na Endeavor has acquired a 51% share of WWE. And the idea is to form a new company along with UFC uh, that's estimated to be worth $9.3 billion. So that's a lot of money. And from where I'm standing, uh, it seems to be a super promotion that's really poised to take over the world of combat sports. Um, I don't know who among you guys follows the UFC closely as well because I really don't. Uh, so I, I guess if any one of you actually follows the UFC closer, you might want to uh, step in here and give us your take on how this affects both. Um, I have well. If you know better, then please go ahead. Yeah, go down. No, no, no. I was just talking. About, uh, we were just talking about this uh, when the news broke. So Discord, big reason to sign up for this for Patreon, right? Uh, Ninong Der was telling us that when Endeavor bought UFC, they largely left Dana White to his uh, to his machinations. About so, um, I don't. Um, even as a uh, total outsider, I don't see anything that's totally different from uh, the UFC today. So it could very well be that uh, um, WWE will still operate the way it is. Maybe Vince is going to be back there because Vince is uh, going sa Endeavor. So uh, So maybe that's it. Maybe that's the most part. And then if that's what happens, then you're not going to see a big change to to uh to how WWE is run. Maybe you'll get, you know, 
$60 pay-per-views again. Maybe we'll get that. We don't know. Um, it will depend on how uh, the Peacock deals, the Disney Plus deals will uh, be renewed as it goes on. But um, going by history, maybe that's it. Uh, I just wanted to clarify some misconceptions, though. People are clowning around on social media thinking that Endeavor already owns WWE or they're already in charge. They're not in charge. Uh, there is still a transition period. They have to, the sale has to be approved by uh, by you know um, overseeing entities. So the whole thing or Endeavor isn't going to be fully in control if ever until like late um, 2023. So yeah, second uh, half of second the year. Half. That's when yeah. they'll finalize yeah. the deal. Cool, cool it with the jokes. It's still you know it's still WWE's company. Also, may mga tao na nagsasabi na, hala, baka mag-MMA na si Charlotte Flair. That's not what's going to happen, guys. It's really, it, it, it really isn't what's going to happen. I don't expect any of the wrestlers to jump in the octagon. I don't expect any of the fighters to start doing WrestleMania promos. What I do expect to happen is to have two independently run companies under one banner. Um, And I feel like it's important to make this distinction because I think the end game here is to have this super streamer that that, that their own network, if you will, that will cater to all to both markets, both the MMA market and the WWE market. Because it's different sports, yeah. Eh. I don't really, I, I don't really uh, see them mixing the two sports right away. It's not going to happen at all. But what I do expect to see is to have this super network. You know, end game in You you pay more money and you sign up for the WWE UFC hybrid network that they're gonna come out with maybe in a few years' time. Hey, if that network means now we get access to Tagalog commentary ready again here in the Philippines, I'm all for it. Yeah, I uh, know. Yeah, uh, I agree. I agree. Um, I don't know. Um, I do wish we get the network back. I mean, like, uh, okay, we're not partners right now, so we can say it. So it would be good, though. It would be good. I just don't know. We, I, it's really too early to say anything because yun nga, wala pa sa kanila yung kompanya. Yeah, uh, there's also one big thing about the deal, and that's the TV deals. Because we talked about this several weeks ago on the pod. Now, one of the reasons why WWE is so lucrative is because of the TV deals with Fox and with NBC Universal, and those deals are going to continue running even uh, when Endeavor, if and when Endeavor finalizes uh, the acquisition of WWE by the second half of the year. So, in terms of like presenting WWE itself, I don't think a lot will necessarily change at face value, just because. The TV partners can easily dispute it. Then, eh, na parang teka hindi, hindi ito yung binili namin hindi yung nung nagpirmahan tayo. Yeah, diba? yeah, agree, agree. So that's something that uh, for those of you who are jumping the gun and overreacting, something to temper your expectations with. Because it's not like all of a sudden uh, the WWE ring is gonna be an octagon. Like that's that's such an exaggeration. Although the the MMA bros are pretty upset though. Yeah, the MMA bros are upset because. They, they like to use the F word. They like to throw it around. But I don't. I really don't see that happening right now. I see. I see two separate entities existing under one banner. Also, the baget natin si Vince McMahon at the start of this conversation. Um, I, I, from what I understand, from what I've read online, they really are putting Vince in a position of power. Whether that power includes creative 
as the previous Raw might suggest, is still yet to be determined. Because as if I am to believe all the sources I've read, hindi na impress si Endeavor Entertainment with the way Vince ran things during Monday Night Raw. There are diagrams being released na uh, presenting yung supposed structure, organizational structure nitong super company. And Vince McMahon is up top alongside Ariel Emanuel, yung uh, pinaka-founder ng Endeavor. And Dana White is actually like a rung below them. So that's pretty interesting. Yung karang ni Dana White is Nick Khan. So I don't know exactly what that means business-wise, uh, but it, it's just something that caught my attention when uh, that was released on the internet. Yeah, Dana White... Uh, has his own promotion now. They, they don't might stop contender if I'm not mistaken. It's a, it's a, it's a kind of NXT nila. Instead of having to put up an Ultimate Fighter every year, Dana White came out with his own promotion. So it's kind of them saying, na, oh, Dana Balak sa buhay mo, while still including him in the conversation. He is still in charge of the UFC. He just doesn't get to make the big business decisions. Uh, one more thing. I know people like to make jokes to say, you know, the jokes are what fuels, what makes us cope. Right? But uh, Endeavor is a business and they're going to, you know, do what's best for business. And, you know, what's best for business isn't going to introduce UFC to the WWE or vice versa. Right? Uh, like John Christopher says, no, no right business mind would really want Lesnar as both WWE and UFC champ at the same time. Like, you're really going to make one guy the real and fake fighting champion at the same time. So, uh, and they're not going to risk that just because of the memes, you know? So, uh, I think if you're legitimately worried about how being uh, being in the same company as the UFC is going to affect WWE. I think you should, you know, relax a little bit. Yeah. So there. Uh Emil Rowan, I'll get you your airtime in a bit when we go talk about WrestleMania. Uh but first we got to take a break and uh hear from our other podcasts right here on Podcast Network Asia. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. All right, it's time to process our WrestleMania feels. And we got to start with the Cody decision. Cody Rhodes was the guy that a lot of people were hoping to finally dethrone Roman Reigns. And, well, Roman Reigns is still a champion 940-ish days and counting. So, Rowan, what did you think about how this all went down? And were you one of those people who was so disappointed when Roman got the 1-2-3? Siempre. Mm-hmm. 
Ikaw, Emil, uh, I remember you predicted for Cody to win, diba, on the prediction stream last week. So, what was that like seeing it go down at Skinny Mike's? At, when it happened, of course, I was also shocked because everyone was pretty much basically predicting a Cody win. Everyone was ready for the coronation of Cody Rhodes. But it didn't happen. And uh, when it I was shocked. You know, I was uh, quite disappointed. I saw the mixed reactions of the people as skinny mics. And I really, you know, I really it was the right thing to do. It was if Cody losing was was okay. And for me, I'm going to get to this point now. And because weeks leading into WrestleMania, I can't find the reason that I got to root for Cody Rhodes. And I kept thinking, is Cody really the guy to dethrone Roman? And honestly, at the end, I just joined the bandwagon. Uh, maybe he is because, you know, you know, it's a popular thing to do. And I, sh- But I should have trusted my gut and said, he's not He's not the person. He's not the person to beat Roman. Say, and and I think in general, people, the reason why I think they just rooted for Cody is they just want to get the title off of Roman more than have Cody win it. And that's a general general feeling that we feel. Chino people are also saying that uh, Cody, upon his return to WWE, hasn't really had that underdog struggle. And parang everything has come relatively easy for him. Goes out and wins the Rumble from number 30. He's been undefeated up until WrestleMania 39. So in a way, what he, what he went through at 39 with Roman beating him and then the subsequent heel turn from Brock, that's really his first piece of struggle on this uphill climb. Yes, definitely. Because some people might see it as him being buried given the Vince uh, treatment, I only see it as a a setback for a comeback because if they really are serious with putting the title on Cody Rhodes, they will put him through some tests first to really see how this story plays out and what better test is than the Beast Incarnate Wrestling. Now, with regards to the title, Roman Reigns, I feel... Like they did that mostly for metrics because they went in WWE and they need a banner head in, in terms of story and and um, celebrity status. And the biggest guy they have right now, currently active, is Roman Reigns. So I think that's the factor with, with the story, with the title change. Uh, Ro, Debussy Triple H did the press con thing and he was asked about the whole finish the story thing. And with the way that he answered, he basically told us now, wait lang, who said the story was over? Yeah. Um, before he even said that, I or before I heard he said that, um, uh, I, I didn't want Cody. I mean, I don't like Cody. I didn't really want him to win, but I was prepared for the eventuality that yes, he was going to win because I, you know, big, uh, big feel good moment. Like, yeah, uh, the crowd deserves that. But uh, it was also really hilarious to to have Roman win. So uh, jokes on you, uh, everyone else. But um, if I were here last, if I were here last week, I would have just said that yeah, uh, Cody would have or should or might have won rather and. Um, even if I wanted Roman to win, that would have been the logical choice. Um, when he didn't win, I kind of agreed naman that that was a nice place to win. But, you know, uh, it could be better. Like, uh, the, the whole 
point he was harping the entire time was finish the story, finish the story, right? And just because he lost doesn't really mean the story is over. The the finish he was referring to was when he finally won the championship. That is the actual finish. And because we didn't get that yet, the story isn't finished. So tamanga, there is um there is more left to this. Uh, I'm sorry, Antonio. Yeah, happy endings are fun, but you know, sometimes you don't get what you want. Yes, I can stand another year of Roman because the storytelling around him has been undeniably good. Uh, yung bloodline, pala, yung sa kanila pangalang, ano eh, uh, they, they, are, they have been knocking it out of the park. Like, I'm sorry you get to witness more Roman championship defenses and more uh, sad, uh, sneaky, you know, interference finishes. But they really do have been, they really did, uh, uh, Put in so much effort into making the bloodline stuff watchable. Um, I posted, uh, I posted the whole um Sammy and Kevin and the Usos exchange, uh, last week before WrestleMania, and I said it was still the bigger story versus uh, uh, compared to Roman and Cody. Um, it's just really uh, it's just really that much better. They they really just did, uh, they really did a better job of telling that story, and I think. By allowing Cody to fail and then go after the whole thing again, I think this is their way of finally including Cody Doonsa high-quality storytelling that they've been, you know, spreading amongst themselves and by extension, people like uh, Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens. So uh, this is it. I know, um, I know that you guys don't want to see another year or so at uh, at most of the struggle. Um, I know that's the um, that's the absolute worst. Uh, when TJP was here, he told us of this concept called emotional traffic, and uh, that was the part where the thing has slowed down that to the point that you don't like it anymore. But that's the part where you that that's the part that makes you want to see the big comeback even more. So um, I know that y'all are emotional. Uh, your emotions have been, you know, have, have been trampled on by the booking by Triple H, and you were hooked in only to be uh, shot through the heart, diba. Right? But uh, I think that there is more to this, and I personally think I don't I don't know him at all, but I don't think Cody and his family would have signed off on taking two big L's back to back on Sunday and on Monday without being promised, you know, a feast at Valhalla at the very end. So, um, yeah, it's terrible, but, uh, I know that you guys don't like hearing let's let it play out, but so sad Viking readers. Yeah. So yeah. Um, Trust the process, I guess. It's what is what I'm saying. I, I know I can't make you trust the process, but uh, it is what it is, and you know it, it sucks. But you, if if you're a real fan as well, you I don't think you should give up. Yeah. After WrestleMania 39 wrapped, I got so many messages from people, uh, either casual fans or people I'm loosely connected to who follow wrestling, and they're like, "What the hell was that?" And and so many violent reactions to the ending, and I, I can't comment on that. Number one, uh, two, I was so tired from having called WrestleMania two uh, two days in a row, and I didn't even know how to process those emotions. But so uh, there, there's so much disappointment here surrounding the Cody loss, which I guess speaks to the point that they did such a good job of making people invested in Cody Rhodes' arc. Uh, but my question is, um, for a WrestleMania that we 
seem to generally enjoy, does this ending ruin that WrestleMania for you? And this is for everyone on the panel. No. Uh, I'll start you off. No, because they really did a good job in making us believe that Cody really was going to win. Like, lahat ng shenanigans na pwede mangyari dun sa match na yun nangyari. All the false finishes that Triple H can come up with. Diba? The kick out from the finishers. The interruption from the Usos. Diba? And, and, and we really believe na hindi lang... It wasn't just that Cody stood a chance, but that he was actually going to walk away with the title. It was really believable at that point. Until yeah, we got that finish that we got, and Solo Sikoa was an important factor in that. So the trolling I really like because it really just goes to show that it's not story like people are saying. Yeah. Or like Ro was saying. Mm-hmm. Everyone else? Uh, uh, okay, no, no, kids, go ahead. Um, who's that? Go, go, okay, go ahead. Uh, I guess okay, I'll go ahead. No, hindi naman, kasi I was emotionally invested in it. And that time of the match flew by so fast because I was literally invested in the match. So the disappointment I felt after the match was part of the experience of that of watching that match. So for me, hindi naman na ruin yung the the way it it all ended. It doesn't it didn't ruin my viewing experience of, of the entire thing. Oh, Rowan, kudos to you. Kudos to you. Big boy, <laughs> good job. Good You've job. got a long road ahead of you, Rowan Ash. There will be more yeah, no, things no, no, no. that you want that you might no, not oh, get. Oh, that promotion gouty. No, but um, but but that's good, Rowan, because so many people were in their fields and they're still joking about uh, oh, why didn't Cena and Batista get you know a, a year of struggle before winning their championships at WrestleMania 21? But people are so salty about this, and the fact that you are able to keep it at arm's length. That's really great. Um, that's really commendable, especially as a as a analyst of wrestling, diba? So, yeah, yeah, that's messed up. That was so messed yeah, up. Yeah, that's uh, way out of line. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, for my answer, well, first you got you can see the video of you know of the of the of the finish reaction to see what my feelings <laughs> about that were. But uh, for the real thing, though, um, no, Shepard, no. That one thing didn't overshadow the other great things that we got because it's unfair that people are saying that, oh, we didn't get what we want. You didn't get the one big thing that you wanted, but we also got other big things that we wanted. We got Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens successfully defeating the Usos. The fact that that was overlooked by your Cody Rhodes tantrums is super unfair to them and to uh, their fans, right? Uh, we got rea- since, Yeah, sorry. Especially since they're the story. Most yeah, time, uh, to, right? to to say to you know to call Triple H out on denying you what you wanted just because Cody didn't win is totally overlooking the fact that Sami Zayn got a really great moment, even though you can say in a consolation prize is initial another for sa elimination chamber. That was still they, they managed a great they managed to do a great job of making us care about that, even though it wasn't the biggest championship ever. So doesn't credit deserve to be given? To the people in charge for that, Rhea Ripley getting a nice win after a nice match, getting that 
template, getting that, you know, getting those minutes to put on the match that they put on. Seth Rollins defeating the evil that is Logan Paul. And Logan Paul um, wowing everyone once again. Gunther and Sheamus and Drew McIntyre putting on a banger after banger. Uh, did not did that not deserve to get the praises just because, um, you know, uh, the ultimate blue balls happened? <laughs> that was unfair. So, I know. So, I just want to add this, no? Like for weeks on the pod, we were saying that uh, this storyline between Cody and Roman feels like Hindi's main story. So people are acting as if they didn't get the big end, the main, the ending of the main story. So because, um, sini again, sini si Cody dito, and I didn't really see any reasons for me to root for him weeks leading into the WrestleMania. So and then suddenly the. It seems like the reaction from the people, it's like they've been building this up for for a long time. And, you know, this is like the ultimate ball drop moment, which for me, so <laughs> I didn't feel as devastated. I think the reason people have for being on the band, for starting the bandwagon, for driving the bandwagon was the whole, uh, they tr- they mistreated Cody the first time. Yeah. So to the point that people still remember Stardust and then he left, he got successful outside WWE and then he comes back. They let him keep the, the persona that he developed outside of the WWE and, you know, finally took him seriously as a main eventer. So that's their big reason as to why Cody Rhodes should be pushed, which obviously is not like uh, the biggest reason why you should win a championship. Right? So, um, then that's not really, you know, that's just, that's just a meta thing. Yeah. All right. Uh, any other feels about the Cody decision? Because we got to talk about the Sammy decision as well. Yeah. 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 That's yeah, we can, move on. yeah we can move on to the Sammy thing. All right. Let's talk about Sammy Zayn. So, as Ro mentioned, it was so huge uh, for Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn to have that moment for a tag team championship match to main event WrestleMania Night One for a tag team match to even be in this uh, in this spot. Uh, Ro, you alluded to people saying that demotion yun. It certainly didn't feel that way with the drama, the emotion, the stakes that went into this match, the reverence that. Stinerico fans that Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn fans, WWE fans have towards this story, towards this tag team, and how young thread that really ties it all together are universal emotions, but like family and brotherhood and friendship. So um you're right. I, I do agree with you, Ro, when you say that it's so unfair to what the Usos and KO and Sami did because they pulled off a hell of a main event no night one. Yes, sir. Um hey, I already already said what I said. Um this one was them finishing the story. So you can't say that Triple H cannot finish the story when he delivered you uh, a really feel, a real feel good moment uh, for everyone. Because hey, under Vince, there was a real chance that this would have also gone the Usos' way. <laughs> so um, that's how you know that someone else is in charge. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chino, I know you're a huge KO fan. And did it ever occur to you that this is the first time Kevin Owens has been champion in six years? Actually, no, I thought that when they finally won it, I thought that he was the champion of championships he's held. And what tag, and if he was the tag championship before, all that. It's been a while since we've seen Kevin Owens in the spotlight. But I'd just like to commend the creative team behind this story because I was also part of the people that believed that Sami Zayn 
should have walked away with the Universal Championship at the Elimination Chamber, also part of the people who were disappointed. But after everything was said and done, looking back at it, nakikita mo yung tunay na arc nitong kwento na to eh, that Kevin Owens really was integral in Sami Zayn's redemption arc, that he needed to be there for Sami Zayn to actually finish his own story. Kasi kung wala siya doon, mag-isa lalaban ni Sami Zayn yun, yung Usos, and then it wouldn't make sense, diba? So having them strip the Usos away from this record-breaking tag team uh, championship run really was just a poignant way to end the story on. Uh, people are saying, Emil, that uh, Charlotte and Rhea were supposed to be in the main event, and that's why, uh, parang may konting gigil added gigil tong sina Charlotte and Rhea during their match. But after, now that the dust has settled on WrestleMania, Emil, do you think that it was right to have KO and Sammy in that spot? Well, we talked about this, didn't we? <laughs> yeah, we. Uh, I don't think the, the, I don't think we have uh, released the. Yeah, pick of the week well, episode. it actually we just came out. There. So, uh, but okay, okay you right. can rehash so for the people. Yeah. We did say on the pick of the week uh, episode that yes, they, tama lang na this was the way uh, WrestleMania went down. Uh, the tag team titles made eventing because this match was better. Like the story, the story of this match was much more compelling. Was much more the build was much more better than the women's match. So okay lang yon na that was the main event because because of that nagkaroon ng chip. Uh, see Via and Charlotte on their shoulders to deliver on their match because they were originally rumored to be the main event. So they, so, parang it, it was a win-win situation between those two matches. Mm-hmm. All right. Any other feels about uh, Sammy and KO and their huge WrestleMania moment? No, uh, deserve them. Deserve them. Uh, yeah, deserve. Yeah. So, and to think that they both started together and then they really, you know. Magkasama sila from their days in the Indies and then PWG Ring of Honor and now you know they get to win the WrestleMania and win win the tag team titles. Like there's no other two persons as intertwined in the wrestling business as much as Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. Yeah, sobrang angas yung PWG tribute and the Super Dragon tribute in their tights. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, that was cool. They and the fact that the Briscoes, the and and the. The Briscoes yeah. and Super Dragon and PWG. It was, it was a good good guys of them to call uh, to pay tribute to the people that helped them along the way. Yeah, uh, di lang yun. Um, it was also acknowledged by uh, sina Michael Cole on commentary, and you know you can bet your ass as soon as they said it, we repeated that shit on commentary. <laughs> then <laughs> we just take our cues from them, honestly. Pag sinabi oh. ni Michael Cole, sige, alud din natin, de ba? Buti din nagalit si Tatang, de ba? All right, uh, we're going to take a break When we come back, we'll talk about Helena Cell and Bianca Belair's win And we're also going to be evaluating WrestleMania We're going to zoom out and give our grades But first, another break And uh, here's a word from our other podcasts Right here on Podcast Network Asia Our supersized stream has uh, come to the audio-only part so thanks for sticking around for this uh, portion of the episode. We're going to start with Jay White because he's the one who's talking about leading into the Raw after WrestleMania. People were speculating that he would be the big surprise either at Mania or the Raw after Mania. And then he ends up showing up on AEW Dynamite. He's all elite. He's come to the aid of his good old buddy, Juice Robinson, and they've kickstarted this program with Ricky Starks. Uh, Chino, are you surprised at all that Jay White went in this direction? Honestly, yes. 
I really wanted to see him in the WWE, if only because AEW always and will always have this full-on roster where everybody needs to shine, everybody needs a spotlight. So now I'm here counting the days until we see Jay White and Dark. You guys might laugh when I say that, but you know it's coming. Would someone like Jay White actually be on Dark? I highly yeah. doubt that. Though. No, no, no. Yeah. Um, okay, uh, I think I have to clarify this. Um, it's not really a big demotion anymore. Uh, Tony Storm is on Dark, but Tony Storm said so- that she does it because she wants to wrestle every week. So, uh, yung mindset palang na yun is uh, enough to not always paint Dark as this uh, this purgatory of of people who don't get to appear on TV. Uh, sometimes you just there is just no space on TV. So um, there is at least an easily accessible, easily watchable program in which they don't always, you know, do the squash matches. Sometimes they do. They pull out some really good, they really uh, some really long stuff. So it's not like a giant uh, fuck you to them or you know uh, a sidelining or a benching. So sometimes it really just is that you know it it do be what it is sometimes. Uh, Roika, what are your feelings uh, towards Jay White picking AEW over uh, supposedly having WWE as an option? I do not care for Jay White a lot. Uh, I think I've made this clear before. Uh, I still don't think Jay White is that guy. The crowd is just hyping him up the same way they hype up Cody Rhodes. Although, I was a big believer in Cody Rhodes back in the Stardust days, back even back in his first run. Uh, right now, yes, Jay White is good. I will never, I will never discredit uh, an, an, a major league wrestler as not being good because if, if they are there in that spot, then they are doing something right. It's just that he does nothing for me. He does nothing for a lot of people. Um, I don't see how the creative in either WWE or AEW will make him more compelling to me. So I didn't really care where he landed. I just thought it was weird that people were blaming Triple H or Vince McMahon for Jay White not being trotted out in Raw after Mania. Then they find out that Jay White was actually on his way to Dynamite. Right? So for all we know, that could have been his decision. Uh, um, it's surprising lang because I always knew from past interviews that Jay was a big WWE fan and WWE was the reason why he became a wrestler. So interesting that he didn't go that route. It also feels like he didn't really leave, leave because AEW has a relationship with NJPW, so they, he could always come back to work for NJPW again, despite yung stipulations of his last match. So I don't know. I don't know how it's gonna work. I don't know how he figures in. Yeah. You know, I even forget that Juice Robinson was in the AEW roster at times. So may point to Chino na he will get lost in the shuffle, but I think. To his credit, I think he is buzzworthy enough the same way, you know, Soraya is for him to to be justified in being kept on TV. Nico Emil, did Jay White's Dynamite debut have your fandom buzzing? Mm, not really, since, again, I'm not much of a big fan of Jay White. I've said that on the show so many times that, like, he, for, for someone, uh, NJPW pushed to be a main eventer. I didn't feel like na fulfilled the potential nayon, and that's why I wanted him to go to WWE because it's gonna be a change of scenery. It's gonna be a, a new change for Jay White, maybe a new name, maybe a new character. But instead, because of that relationship that AEW has with NG, with uh, NJPW, it's the same old Switchblade character that I I'm I'm sick of. 
you know, so I, I don't know. It, it didn't really do anything for me. Like, I'm not one of those guys na, you know, who is excited for Jay White. Like, yes, he was an IWGP heavyweight champion. Oh, he's, uh, he's a main event in New Japan, but all of that doesn't mean anything <laughs> right now in AW. So I don't know. Um, I really wanted him to go to WWE. That's that's the one thing I really wish he could have done. But you know, it is what it is. Mm-hmm. I'm right, glad. Uh, no, no, wait. Sorry. I'm glad he mentioned your new character, new name, possible new stuff. I would bet that he gets a new name. You know, uh, the same way Prince Devitt did, the same way yeah. uh, Kevin Owens did. You know, because he's not as matunog as AJ Styles. Yeah, you know, um, yeah. I don't think he would be immune to that. You know, um, and I think people would hate it. <laughs> so you miss out on. Jay White coming to WWE, but do you really miss out if they're gonna if there's a chance and they're gonna change him? So uh people already got mad at Carl Fredericks, a literal rookie, getting his name changed. And what more, what more this? Then people will wish he didn't come to WWE. Yeah. Uh so by the looks of it, based on what all of you said, parang oil lang na he chose dynamite over uh Monday Night Raw or SmackDown. Plus, anyway, um, uh, just to add one, not, one last thing, I would have been okay with it if it was uh, him going to AW, if it was a brand new gimmick, if it wasn't really associated anymore with the Bullet Club. He just, you know, he just crossed over from, from NJPW. It didn't really feel like a big debut in my eyes because he was playing the same character that we already saw on AEW TV last year. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, let's stick to AEW here and talk about that new show, AEW All Access. So when I first saw the trailers, I thought it was AEW making a weekly version of WWE 24. And I don't know about you guys, but I love WWE 24. But what I saw when I watched the debut episode was pretty shocking because they basically aired a lot of dirty laundry from existing issues that haven't been fully resolved and it's all right there for people like Britt Baker or the Young Bucks to openly talk about a reality show style and it was kind of cringy to me because this is internal issues or these are internal issues the very fresh and not resolved and uh, you know having come from a place where we love to air our dirty laundry uh, it's not a good look <laughs> I'll give them a little bit of credit. Um, they didn't outright talk about it, but they they kind of alluded to it. But yeah, the fact remains that it it was still put forth there. But um, I haven't seen the second episode yet, but I think the second episode dives, uh, you know, stays away from that. No, hey, they, they get into oh. Sammy and Eddie Kingston. Ah, hi, okay, okay, sorry, I, I I did not see the second episode. So okay, that's <laughs> a big problem. Uh. Yeah, um, the thing is when um, when tea is spilled, backstage tea is spilled generally in the wrestling industry, especially if it's the company in question. Right? That's usually stuff na tapos na, way, way, um, way, way past. And either the persons involved are long retired or, uh, you know, dead. dead. Yeah, right? not when it's happening in real time. So to me, it feels like... AEW and Tony Khan, by extension, is using the lure, the allure of the buzz of this, uh, re- these real life drama issues 
to sell yung kanyang documentary uh, series. Now, yes, it, it works. It really works because there are a lot of fans who buy into this stuff, ourselves included, diba? But it's problematic because it kind of subtly encourages people to have beefs if they don't already have beefs yet. Uh, and tapos for those who already do have beefs to never resolve it. Because you can use it as material for your documentary series. So Yeah, for TV time. Yeah, so like, oh, come on, man. Um, it's just it's just bad form to perpetuate the, the toxicity. The, the of toxicity. Uh, you're never gonna completely get rid of it, but at least you can do so much to downplay it, right? and not encourage it. It feels like this is like a tacit or implicit na na acceptance that this shit happens, so we might as well make money out of it. I mean, uh, not after it's done, but while it's still going on, right? and then maybe not resolve it anymore because we're still busy making money off of it so really bad look and um not everyone is going to see it this way but it's still pretty insidious if you know yeah chino emil you might have different uh, opinions but i just want to um add to that before i let you guys uh get into it because rose right now it's it's low-key encouraging them and when you look at organizations you're all supposed to be on the same team Diba? Uh, and and for you to be portraying na oh my issue dito sa coworker ko and for you to actually be displaying that stuff on camera it's not good form kasi dapat nga sama-sama kayo you're supposed to be lifting each other up even though wrestling is a competitive business na you all want to be the champion you all want to be a main eventer at the end of the day you're also supposed to be serving your promotion or your company but something like this is contradictory to that it's very counterintuitive and it it just doesn't sit well with me na parang ini-encourage nila na hindi wag niyo i-resolve nang peacefully nang maturely yung away niyo kasi material yan para sa TV show natin parang for what at what cost yun hindi ko maintindihan yeah for my for my end, the only thing I didn't like about it was how Tony Khan, genius booker that he is, uses the drama that the real life issues, shall we say, not drama trivializes it, but the real life problems that AEW is facing for his own benefit. Parang kung magandumalabas na binabalit niya yung totoong problema and that's a bad look for a company whose CEO, whose head guy Wade Booker is just throwing this out there. Diba? Kasi dapat internal yan eh. Diba? Kahit may problema kayo, at least the facade of unity is important. Diba? Unity. Diba? Like something that displays some sort of cohesion instead of doing what Tony Khan did is important. Kasi paano papasok yung corporate synergy dyan? Paano mag-i-invest yung tao sa'yo kung totoo pala yung nangyayari tapos binabalik lang ng management yung problema nyo, di ba? Si John Moxley has been on record saying that AEW has been one of the most problematic places <laughs> yeah, he's been yeah. a part of. Di ba? And what, what does Tony Khan do? He turns it into a TV show. Like, I don't understand the logic behind it, honestly. And uh, so for me, this doesn't really feel like a WWE 24. This feels more of a Jersey Shore or t- ah, Jersey Shore. Or, yeah. yeah, or Real Housewives, you know. <laughs> yeah, mga ganun na, they they thrive more on creating these controversies na sobra problematic. And AW is a company na they should keep all of these problems internally. So I don't know. I don't get the logic of of Rick Baker burying the women's champion and it being aired on worldwide television. So 
if I if I was like an aspire like a like a free agent and I see this stuff all over TV, would I would I even consider would yeah, you know, would yeah. it hinder me Agreed. for me to want to come there because you know they they they're, they're airing all of these out for the people to see instead yeah. of you know like instead of talking it amongst themselves. So something I don't like <laughs> they should improve on how they to present the this program. They should be more of of WWE 24 where it's literally a documentary of of what is happening instead of you know of instead of these beeps uh, just to create you know buzz just to you know cash in on all of these so again um they should do better than than what we already seen in the last two weeks yeah i know first time what you're talking about um okay lang i mean okay di mo, di mo like if the dirt sheets come across the beef, right? And, ex- and expose the beef. Yes. Or sige, um, even if the wrestlers themselves tweet it out, diba, uh, you you have to stop them, but sometimes you can't stop them. It's the worst when uh, the company is, you know, the explicitly sponsoring the whole thing. <laughs> and, exactly. Uh, yeah, exactly. It's, it's just really bad. show <laughs> MJF is uh, he's bound to have like some sort of story arc on the show where he's in character whereas everyone is really pulling back the curtain and letting you know now who I am on TV is different from who I am in real life like best example Sammy Guevara and Ty Mello but they actually uh, act and talk normally whereas MJF is still kayfabe on so it's like pick a lane no I assume that's why anyway yeah, um, yeah. Uh, this show needs to be so much better all right, uh, yeah. let's cross over back to WWE and let's talk about NXT here. Two huge things coming out of Stand and Deliver. Uh, Carmelo Hayes and Indy Hartwell, new champions. Isla Dawn and Alba Fire, also new champions. Uh, but the headline seems to be that Braun Breaker has now turned heel. So he attacked Carmelo Hayes and Trick Williams uh, in, in the closing segment of uh, the NXT after Stand and Deliver. And I got to ask you, Chino, do you think this is a response to the... Uh, CWC crowd having already turned on Braun several weeks ago? Uh, I believe so. I believe this is their way of giving Braun something different, an edge to him. Sort, sort of. Because the promos up until this point have been all about respect. The mutual respect he has for his opponent. The, the, the mandates he goes on before he challenges the guy he, he's supposed to face. Right? So yeah, I, I agree that they needed to give Braun something because I don't believe that this guy is as nice. He didn't have in real life. But I would much rather believe that he's a than to believe that, oh, I'm all about respect. I'm all about uh, respecting you and shake hands and get our hair cut together and all that. Like, must believe believable to me converse of that action. He's a transphobe. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, yeah, I agree. Um, it was time. Actually, um, it was a good time. The double turn could have happened at the show, but yeah, it was a really good time for them to do that. You know, Papano, they still deliver on these things that people want. So it's not a it's not a matter of they want to troll you because it's fun to troll you. Sometimes, or most of the time, a good number of the time, they will do what is needed. So uh, yeah, I'm I'm happy for this. Uh, I I hope this means uh, Braun can stop wearing those weird tie dye singlets. 
Yeah, uh, Carmelo Hayes does deserve to be a face act. I think the two of them, Sid and Nitrick, have been uh, essentially faces for a long time now. It just hasn't been codified yet on on how they are portrayed. So good stuff, good stuff. I, I like it. You go, Emil. Do you think Braun will still have that dog in him? Probably not as a heel. <laughs> you know, it's a good booking decision for him to turn heel because the crowd has been not against him, but you can see... You start to see the crowd, you know, uh, getting tired of, of his stick, getting tired of his gimmick. So now him being as a heel, there's a new layer. This is what we were talking about, Ron uh, Breaker, uh, before when we talk about all throughout his tenure in NXT, well, character development. He was he's he's been champ already twice, but we still don't see any character. He was he was still the same guy, but now as a heel, he gets to have. This uh, new layer, the the uh, new page of you know the broad maker character that can be explored, and for for Melo is also I think it's time for him to turn babyface because he is so much beloved by the CWC crowd and the people online, and for me he's really had that he has that swagger that kind of reminds me of Allen Iverson, and he's one of the most lovable players of his time. So. So Melo as a face, I think, could really work a lot. And I am looking forward to seeing this feud because, again, yeah, again, this is one of those feuds that really only started recently. So maybe there's going to be a follow-up ma- match down the line. And I'm really looking forward to that. All right. Uh, and finally, Noam Dar. He's back in WWE. Yes. He made his return along with the NXC UK Heritage Cup, which I just absolutely love. I yes. hope this means the return of the yes, Heritage sir. Rules matches that I really enjoyed. Uh, Ro, let's get into it. Yeah. Uh, Manila rules. <laughs> no. Who would have thought? Yeah, that's why. Who would have thought that we're getting the Heritage Cup rules in in the in the States? I mean, you can't bring that big thing all the way from the UK and not you know, use the rules. This is going to be fun because you can't rush through a Heritage Cup rules as much as uh, uh, in general. You can try by having a quick knockout, but for the most part, it's going to be a pretty long affair. And that's usually why it why they usually end up being good matches. So I love this. I love that Noan Dar was hired back. I say he was one of the the best veterans that they had on the on the brand. And then uh another veteran down in NXT is always a good thing. Um because they're always you know cycling through the through the vets there. So a really nice surprise and I like that they brought them back. Yeah. Uh, as a character, so I'm super happy for him. Emil, you've got a smile on your face. Yeah, um, I'm more happy that the Heritage Cup is finally back on NXT Canon rather than, although it's good seeing uh, Norm Dar back, but I'm really more excited with, uh, for the prospects of having the Heritage Cup be uh, a thing now in NXT now that they brought it up once again because. Not a lot of people saw how great it was in NXT UK, and those uh, yung shows was also with a limited crowd. But now, it uh, gets to be on a much grander stage, and I think people will really like the format. Plus, I think because the NXT and the North American title, parang ani, parehas. Like the only difference is. Um, uh, the other guys who are not competing for the NXT title are competing for the North American title. But with the Heritage Cup, it's a different dynamic compared to the two titles, uh, the two main 
uh, titles on NXT. This one, there's a specific, I think, uh, specific set of rules, a specific set of wrestlers who competes for it. So it's gonna it's gonna make for some exciting matches down the line. Mm-hmm. Iochino. I uh, believe that you guys are correct in what you say. I still want to wait on the fact that, uh, on how NXT is going to change because of right. the sale. Ah, is, okay. is NXT part of the Vince Dominion? Will Shawn yeah. Michaels stay in charge? Because ah. then we won't even see the Heritage Cup, probably. We'll get like some stupid amalgamation of it. Right? Does Vince know what to do with, with this stipulation? I don't think so. But was it his idea to bring it on to the UK side of things? So it's interesting. Uh, I'm, I'm, what I am excited to see the Heritage Cup actually matter again because I love so I loved all of those matches that it, that were contested under those rules. It also comes with a certain trepidation because of the things that have happened from here on out. So like does does NXT as a whole change? Is it part of the sale? I mean, we know that it's part of the sale, but is Vince gonna take over that as well? Are we going to get go back to NXT 2.0 again? We we still don't know. And also, I want to say a special shout out to Indy Hartwell because we seem to have glossed over the fact that this girl was with a mainstay in NXT all the way from the black and gold gays days is now your women's champion. So, so Brock, like I know it's not everybody's first choice. I love how they made the underdog the winner here, uh, and, and I'm just all for it. Yeah, uh, really love that uh, the way moment, right? As uh, Indy oh, was celebrating, same. Dexter Loomis actually appearing to help Indy make that climb, and then Johnny and Candice being a proud mama and papa. So you know, um, feel good moment. And probably my favorite moment from Stand and Deliver. Yeah, yeah, agree, agree. Um, she deserves it. Um, and they only gave her a look now so interesting choice but a well-deserved choice as well mm-hmm. right uh, if there are no more feels from NXT and stand and deliver then that's the end of the audio only portion of this podcast thank you as always for checking out our work and you can be part of the conversation on Twitter and on TikTok at wrestling2xpod The views and opinions expressed by the podcast creators, hosts, and guests do not necessarily reflect the official policy and position of Podcast Network Asia, the hosts of the program, or other programs of the network. Any content provided by the people on the podcast are of their own opinion and are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company,